0: On today's episode of Talkin' Tom, we're watching Road to Perdition, starring mustache man Tom Hanks.
1: Road to Perdition is a 2002 American crime film directed by Sam Mendes that features our main man Tom Hanks as a bad guy.
0: Oh my gosh. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Welcome back, Hanks Heads, to another episode of and Tom, the Pod Hanks Tomcast, where we watch Tom Hanks movies and then we talk about them.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Uh, my name's Josie. I'm Daniel. And we have a special guest with us today Kevin. <laughs> Her name's Kevin, and she's a little small dog.
1: Oh, she's tired. Oh, sorry.
0: We talked a little bit about Kevin on the last episode. Um, but this is the first time I'm getting to meet her.
1: It's a big day. And her first podcast recording.
0: Oh my gosh, she's already such a great guest.
1: She's pretty good. She's chewing on a bone. Yeah. If she's you hear so any weird sweet. grunts and stuff, it's because she's really close to my microphone.
0: Yeah, she's sitting right in between us. <laughs> she is so sweet. She's it's, here to
1: distract. So
0: Why do you think um, it's so... like? Literally, my first instinct was to start talking to her like she's a baby.
1: I don't know. Everyone on the street does that. Why? I, don't, I talk to her like a real person all the time. Like yeah, I she deserves my that day. respect. She is still a bit. She's only three months old, so she's about to be lights out too. She is fighting going to bed right now. <laughs> but she will pass soon. Oh. Into sleep. To, <laughs> to be a clear. Deep slumber. <laughs> Into slumber.
0: <laughs> well, uh, today we watched a movie called Road to Perdition.
1: Road to Perdition, directed by Sam Mendes. Have you ever seen this before?
0: I have not. Sam Mendes, cool. isn't that a singer?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Sean Mendes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he sings that song I Really
1: questioned as, like, Sam Mendes is a director. I would love it if it was the same person.
0: Yeah, he's also like a teen pop icon. Yeah,
1: I'd be into that. It'd be yeah. cool. He's, he's, Sam Mendes is sort of known. He did American Beauty. Okay. He did Away We Go with John Krasinski and um,
0: Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And then he directed uh, 007 Skyfall.
0: Oh. And Spectre. Wait, which James Bond is that?
1: Uh, Skyfall. Yeah, it's the one with um, Javier Bardem
0: as James Bond.
1: No, with uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond. Sorry, okay. and but he's Javier in this movie. Bardem is the villain. Yeah, he is in this movie. I had f- forgotten about that. Yeah. I so you said you have never seen this before. I I think I've seen this before, but I was watching it and I had no idea what was coming next.
0: Me. Yeah. So
1: I think I just saw it a long time ago, or I've blended another movie with it it's that certain like period peaks sort of crime mob.
0: Yeah. They all of kind thing. of blend together.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, you want to set up the story?
0: I do. I mean, it's kind of like a mafia movie, like, right. Yeah. Are they in the mafia? Yeah, They're in the, the they're mob in like, the, like
1: the great depression era mob. Like yeah. Early thirties.
0: I mean, the main character in the story is, is Tom Hanks's son mm-hmm. named Michael. And we're learning about his father through Michael's eyes. Um. His dad is involved in some shady businesses, and Michael is like kind of thrust into that business.
1: Yeah, and we're sort of let out, like we aren't quite clear what, um, his name is Tom Hanks' character's name is Sullivan. Michael right? Sullivan. Michael They're both Sullivan. Michael, yeah. Michael. Uh, and Mike Junior. But he, we sort of at the same rate as his son, sort of find out exactly what he does. It gets a little unclear, and then we sort of learn more and more and more.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a violent movie.
1: It is, yeah, a little more restrained than I thought. I think I've become desensitized, but yeah. in my mind, I remember it being like super violent. But it's it's pretty. I mean, it's still violent,
0: but yeah, in comparison. So we've got some some key players in this movie. Tom Hanks, who plays Michael Sullivan, which we talked about. Yes, he's very mysterious. Um, up until even the very end. Right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: It kind of, and I'm sure it probably plays on some things we've already talked about in this podcast about people's relationships with their fathers, especially young men. Mm -hmm. Seems to be a common theme.
1: And also, just to take a sidestep, it is a very rainy day and a very rainy week in Los Angeles, which is very rare. But what a perfect time to watch this movie. Uh Because it has a a very key scene that takes place in the rain. It was raining while I was watching it, and I was like, that's pretty cool. This That's whole a good way to about it. The
0: movie was very moody.
1: It I'll get into it later, but I think this movie is like stunning okay. cinematography-wise. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. And what they how they use the camera and the lighting to tell the story is very cool to me. Okay. Um but continue. I cut you off from the key oh, players. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um and then another big player is uh Paul Newman, who plays John Rooney who is essentially a father figure to Tom Hanks's character. Um, not his birth father, but kind of his adopted father. And he's the one in charge of everything. He's the one who makes the decisions about who is going to... I guess he gives people money.
1: Yeah, there's some... He's. I think he does kind of money laundering through yeah. the mob. I wasn't 100% clear on what exactly he does, but he has connections to... We sort of learned that there's everybody in the mob is connected to yeah. some degree.
0: They all owe him money. I don't know. I mean... The movie really starts when little Michael decides he's had enough of figuring, trying to understand what his dad does for a living. So he gets in the car, hides in the back seat and ends up going on this like hit with his dad. He watches his uncle, his like
1: adopted uncle,
0: Connor, who's played by Daniel Craig. He kills two guys. It's like, I, I, that part I didn't really understand why he did that. I
1: think that's sort of the friction. The movie starts with a funeral of uh, Rooney's, is it his brother that's passed or someone related? Or, yeah, yes. And Daniel Craig's character is, is the true, by-blood son of Rooney. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom Hanks' character is sort of this adopted, sort of taken under the wing. And I think that Rooney has a, clearly has a, a deep love for Tom Hanks that he does not have for his real son. Mm-hmm. I think there's some like resentment a little bit there. Um, and so I think that that sort of brought in that Daniel Craig's character sort of, he doesn't say it directly, but he's, got, he's not chill with Tom Hanks. He's
0: jealous of him. Yeah.
1: Um, and so someone at the funeral kind of is drunk and steps out of line and says some stuff he shouldn't, and so they go to give him a talking to, but Daniel Craig takes things into his own hands and kills um, the guy which causes Tom Hanks to have to kill people that are there to protect the guy and the son witnesses it all. And that sort of sets everything in motion because the son gets caught um, seeing the, the murder.
0: Yeah, the 13-year-old surprisingly was unable to cope with watching yeah. like 15 dudes get just murdered in fair. front of him.
1: <laughs> um, but Tom Hanks, I keep saying Sullivan, yeah, Sullivan well, Senior. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard because the names are the same so maybe I'll just go by his, his yeah. real name. Tom Hanks finds the son and so does Daniel Craig and they basically say like, he's my son, he can keep a secret. And that's sort of what you hope will be the case. Yeah. And the son follows through with his end of the bargain. I'm not telling anyone. He
0: doesn't really get a chance to prove that he can keep a secret because eventually Tom Hanks is. or uh, Daniel Craig shows up and.
1: Yeah, Daniel Craig pulls a con job. He sends Tom Hanks to do another. not sure if it's a hit, but to talk Shake to someone, shakedown—that's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah, um, yeah. and it turns out the shakedown was tailored so that the person being shook down would kill Tom Hanks in exchange for being cleared of his debts.
0: That was kind of a fun reveal. That
1: was cool. I Did sort you, of
0: like. I was like, why wouldn't he know what the letter said? I like, I like. I like that idea.
1: I love like the, this weird mythology to the way crime works in movies, okay. um, where they have stuff like that, where there's like this weird code of honor, and Tom Hanks, who's delivering this letter. I would read it if I was going to like potentially kill someone. I'd want to know. Um, but while Tom Hanks is delivering the letter, Daniel Craig goes to kill... I think he, probably just to kill the son that witnessed the murder. But when he arrives at the house... Daniel Craig doesn't really know this, the kids. So when he arrives at the house, he finds Mom and the other, the younger brother. Yeah. And he kills both of them.
0: Oh, piece of shit.
1: So he thinks he's killed Michael, who the son who's witness. witnessed the murder. But he's not. Mm-mm. And so... Tom comes back and it sees. And the rest of the movie becomes sort of a, a vengeance revenge movie where Tom Hanks is tracking down Daniel Craig's character to kill him. Yeah. But people won't give him up and the mob is a very connected place so Tom Hanks and with his son has to go like undermine and figure out a way to get at the mob. Uh, and then he does that by with money.
0: Yeah, he robs a bunch of banks.
1: But he only takes dirty Chicago money. Yeah. And he threatens people but he's not there to like He's not there to kill. He's, he's trying to make the mob hurt because he wants them to give up. His ultimate goal is just to get to the sun. Yeah. And meanwhile, the mob, who's we learn that Al Capone is somehow involved. We never see him, but he's mentioned. He's oh, like I a, think I so, missed that part. There's like this like, implication. One of the cool thing, just to take a brief step away, is every single minor character in this has a really cool and great actor. Like Jennifer Jason Lee is Tom Hanks' wife. Uh-huh. Um, Stanley Tucci is like the. Oh. Al Capone's, like, second in command.
0: I honestly feel like Stanley Tucci might be, like, second place to, like, my love for Tom Hanks. He's so,
1: he sort of just blesses everything he's in. He's so good. I think about him in, in Easy A a lot.
0: Yeah, he's so funny. Uh, and in Devil Wears Prada. Yeah,
1: he's, even in The Hunger Games, whatever you yeah. think about those movies,
0: he's so good. Yeah, he's just... Great actor.
1: Basically, it's, it gets a little slightly convoluted, but pretty followable. Um, but the, the mob sends a hitman who's played by Jude Law.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. I just came up with an idea for our second podcast. <laughs> Talking Tucci.
1: <laughs> it, does, it fits the name, so.
0: That's what we'll do after we finish all the okay. movies. <laughs> I would love years. that.
1: Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows how fast we'll catch up? Yeah, who knows? But Jude Law is um, an assassin slash... Crime scene crime photographer, photographer, which is pretty cool.
0: That's got to be a cover.
1: Like I think so. Well, see, I think there's that scene at the diner where he basically says, like, when you get paid to do what you enjoy, like he likes it. I think he sort of.
0: Yeah. What do you think he did first?
1: Um, I would. Get, I don't know.
0: Like maybe he became a photographer. He loves. He decide, He figures out that he loves photographing dead people. Yeah. And he's like, "There's not enough dead people, so I got to start murdering. Yeah. My and, own subjects.
1: And when we meet him, he's photographing a crime scene and he the room is cleared for him to do it so that there's no contamination. Uh but then it turns out that the victim is not dead and so he goes and finishes the job before he takes the photo.
0: Shocking. They don't really advertise Jude Law in this movie, huh?
1: I don't yeah, I don't know what Jude Law's um fame was when this came out.
0: What year? Two thousand so something?
1: Yeah, I think two thousand three? Well is it two thousand two? I probably should have looked this up before I started I normally do too. Yeah. But it's raining. Yeah, two thousand two. So wow. I don't. I genuinely don't know Jude Law's um, his fame level at that point. He just, in my mind, has always been around. Yeah. Did you watch Gattaca in school?
0: Yes, okay. I love that movie. I
1: do too. That was my introduction to Jude Law and Ethan Hawke, and so in my mind they have been stars since then.
0: Since sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> or whenever I, I watched I that. In I high don't school. think
1: that's crazy to think. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah. That's that's pretty, pretty much the plot.
0: So he's hired. Jude Law's hired by the dad Yes To kill Tom Hanks and his surviving son Yeah,
1: because the dad can't do it himself So there As are like, a, like he feels like he can't do it, I should yeah, say Yeah,
0: well, you know, that sure means a lot <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty important, you know
0: um, Oh, you know what we need to talk about? What? Tom Hanks has a mustache in this movie
1: He does A
0: very thin, pencil-y mustache
1: What do you think? You're the
0: I hate it <laughs> We haven't what do you got think?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it. I like that as the movie progresses, he gets really scruffy. Uh huh. Because we saw, like, full beard Tom in Castaway, but we haven't seen, like, scruff Tom. Tom? That was in full dad.
0: He's full dad. Full, like, dad that everyone has. Yeah. Like, mysterious dad who comes home from work and he's stressed out. You ever do that? You call your dad, like, dad's time for dinner. And he's like, mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Just the day has, has done yeah. something to him. It's also the first. This is sort of our intro to, like, anti-hero Tom. Like, he's a bad he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad guy with a good heart.
0: He's a bad guy who was thrust into the bad life, but has also, like, fully embraced it.
1: Yeah. But he has a heart. His heart is with his family. And they use that to kind of play with our expectations. Um,
0: yeah, he's like a Valjean type. But this is, such a, this
1: is such like a pulpy movie that they never make you pity him like you you want the revenge yeah because it's bad guy versus bad guy but Tom Hanks sort of gets a redemption arc yeah uh, to a degree but I think ends ends the way that he deserves if we're being like if the universe works that way movie universe does yeah like if he got away scot-free and the end was you know we did it
0: yeah well so what is the goal the goal is for them to go live at that little house
1: I think so I think that was his sister's house or something someone related to him
0: and was the house abandoned the yeah. house was the, the wife's sisters' wife's sisters? Okay. Yeah.
1: I can't tell if it was abandoned or I was worried that it was more sinister. Yeah. Because didn't we see the the,
0: the house the, had people in it? Yeah. And so they either had the they left or something, or the photographer like killed. That's
1: everyone. my worry. Yeah. I didn't see. I was. I replayed that scene to see if I could. There was no indication of like foul play in the house, so I'm wondering if they left out of safety, if they were like, there's no way. Like they heard. They heard tell and. Yeah. So.
0: so, yeah, the whole movie, their, their main goal is to get... After they flee the scene of the dead mom and the dead son, they're on the road to perdition.
1: Yes. Which, which is, is where
0: the house is. That they think they're going to find safety. Or some, or the dad's yeah. going to drop the son off there and he'll be safe.
1: I kind of feel like the movie spends a lot of time... Like I don't know if it ever lets you fully believe that they're going to make it there unscathed. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Like, I think you believe bad things are going to happen. I mean, we know it is because it's a movie. But I feel like you also believe that there's no way this is a happy ending.
0: Yeah. Too many bad people after them.
1: Do we even do we meet any good people?
0: No. Because you even think Stanley Tucci's like going to be a good yeah. guy. He's, he's charming, not. but he's bad. Yeah.
1: Even like the bank people who are like sort of neutral, they're still working with the mob. Whether or not they have any choice is one thing, but they still do what they got to do.
0: What a terrifying life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a beautiful life visually, though.
0: Yeah. It's so pretty. Well, tell me about that. I also thought it was pretty, but I do that with mostly clear.
1: So it's it's a period piece, which is cheating. This was, I believe, the cinematographer's last movie. Um, He won the the Oscar for it. Oh, really? So the cinematographer, Conrad Hall, um, shot this. And... He, I was reading that he used a bunch of paintings to be inspired by it from the 30s oh. to give sort of this atmospheric lighting and he used um, a technique I really like in my work which is I, I really like shadows and darkness. I feel like some movies are very bright. Like a comedy is very bright. Everything's lit, You see everything. But I really like when things are super moody and you don't get to see everything and that sort of plays with how you feel on a scene mm-hmm. as like a base level film school thing. But The, his, there's an interview with Sam Mendes where he said after doing American Beauty, he wanted a movie that was very low on dialogue and super, it was more about the visual imagery that gets to tell the story. Yeah. Because I think we have a pretty basic core story. This, because I think this is based on a graphic novel.
0: Oh, I don't know. And
1: it's like a super pulpy, like crime, you know, it's kind of a strange choice for someone who's just won like an Oscar for American Beauty, like this drama film. Um, to come to this and even for Tom to jump from castaway to like this sort of fun but dark
0: yeah he's, he's I like mean a the kind first like the bad, bad guy. guy we've seen yeah
1: um i feel like it for everyone just seemed to be sort of this like let's see what we can do with this mm-hmm. uh, but what i wanted to say was uh, <laughs> i can't remember what i was going to say with it but i think it's like really stunning i think there's a lot of things that are never mentioned like sort of biblical allegories that are all shot so that you feel it or maybe see it. But if you don't know or are not paying attention, it doesn't detract. It just sort of adds if you catch it.
0: It's just another layer.
1: There's ways, like, there's the the scene where he approaches one of the bankers in the hotel room when Tom arrives at the bank, yes. And when he shuts the, the blinds, it has this really dark red hue over that, and you sort of immediately know that there's going to be a lot of blood in that room. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of colors, the working with colors and the way the camera moves around and... I think the, the shootout in the rain is like absolutely stunning. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a- action scenes and rains, I think.
0: And it's all quiet. There's no yeah. sound.
1: Which is also, it, again, just lets the the visuals tell the story. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to be an action scene. It's kind of like the opening of Saving Private Ryan where you shouldn't be like, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful in both regards like from a visual standpoint. But you're supposed to feel something. And this one makes you literally feel every impact because you know that Tom Hanks is basically giving up everything in what he's doing. It's his last, in the context of the story, he's killing father, the Rooney, the Rooney senior or whatever his, Uh he's not a senior, but yeah. And all of his his men
0: father because
1: he won't give up the son. And he knows that this is the way the last straw you have to just kill people involved. So people know that he's serious.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we don't get, it's not like a crazy choreographed scene. It's just Tom in the shadows firing a machine gun and, They, all the henchmen go down and he approaches the Rooney, uh, to shoot him face to face. And there's a really sad line where Rooney says like, um, I'm glad it was you.
0: I'm glad or I knew it was you. Yeah. Yeah, It's sort of of just
1: like, I knew this day was coming from something and like, there's a weird sense of relief that he at least gets to know he deserved it in a way. Is that how how I read it?
0: There's something that kind of really, and I don't, sorry, I know. I agree. I think that scene is very beautiful. It was like easy to just kind of get stuck, like watching yeah. it, like trying to see what was going to happen. Uh, what I was just thinking of was like how much I hate that Rooney guy, yeah, like he sucks
1: I can't it's kind of a cool situation that they put him in, though, in regards to his son by blood and this person he's raised, yeah, and there's a friction. he's obviously really mad at his son, but loves this other sort of adopted son. But now he's trying to kill the other one. Like, how would you choose?
0: Yeah. But he has this, like, how he just keeps saying stuff like, God help us. And what have you done? Like, you know what you did. Like, you got everybody involved in this shit. Like,
1: Uh, Maybe that's his thing. He likes to just put it anywhere he can put the blame. Yeah. Maybe mentally that's how the criminals can sort of function. Where there's, like, it's always someone else's fault. Someone deserves this type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just, ugh, I didn't like him. No. Another shot that really kind of took me by surprise is when the son, um, Michael Jr., comes home and he sees the gun go off in the bathroom. He sees and yeah. hears it. So he knows that something bad has happened. Um, and then Daniel Craig's character comes down the stairs and pulls like his mask off. He had like something covering his face. Yeah. And he starts looking at himself in the reflection of the window in the uh, in the door and little Michael is on the other side of that door. But Daniel Craig's character can't see cause it's dark outside. Yeah. So it looks like they're making eye contact. That just like gave me chills that scene. I really liked it.
1: I was reading an essay that Sam Mendes was, was discussing how he approached directing the violence in this. Cause we rarely see the violence. We sort of just see, he wanted people to not, um, he wanted it to be a reflection of, what the violence did to the person doing it. Yeah. So rather than eloquently stage very cool shootouts, which are still really well staged. You watch, we don't see Daniel Craig pull the trigger on the family, but then we see him look at himself in the mirror afterwards, which sort of is a nail in the coffin because now they know who did it. Yeah. Um, But just sort of like get himself. He has to like take a moment to like literally reflect on what he's done. And it's the same thing where we watch violence from Michael's perspective, young young Michael, or we have to see the aftermath, like what that does to people. Yeah. Like Jude Law's character after he shoots Tom Hanks, like we watch him sort of take his time and, you know, be his little creepy villain self, which then cost him his life because he couldn't just do the thing quick to him. It was like this weird...
0: Dance, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And kind of a beautiful thing because the last moment when Tom Hanks is shot and the photographer is prepping the photo and then assuming they're going to finish him off to take the photo. The son comes in, Michael Jr. comes in with the gun and he thinks he shot him to save dad, but Tom Hanks has shot him. So yeah. Michael Jr. never has to commit a crime.
0: No, but he sure like considers it.
1: Yeah, I think rightfully so in yeah. that moment. But Tom Hanks takes that choice away from him and he then can live his life suffering from what he's seen, but never having to know that he was perpetrator
0: can you hear kevin story? i can hear it in the microphone oh my god what a sweet little sound
1: <laughs> she kind of sleeps with her eyes partway open sometimes it's a little creepy
0: no i love it
1: she liked the movie too she actually was watching a lot of it it was very strange
0: that is adorable
1: she likes really atmospheric movies with a lot of like weather and
0: yeah interesting
1: sound effects get to her
0: she it's probably really nice. appreciated that the violence wasn't so graphic
1: she yeah she told me she did because she's very young <laughs> and um that was that was thrilling for her
0: cute uh yeah the movie kind of um it's fun because it starts to become a a journey where this kid and this this kid and this dad who don't really have a very strong relationship are kind of forced into getting to know each other while they're on the run. Um there's a really sweet scene about uh where Tom Hanks's character starts teaching little Michael how to drive the stick shift. Um which is charming and sweet and has a lot of humor elements um and then you find out that the reason he's doing that is so that he can <laughs> have his son drive the getaway car when he robs banks.
1: There are some great shots of that sequence in it though when he's like, learning to drive, and he like goes to the bank and he drives really slow, oh my God, or he's that's driving like too fast,, no rush. By, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked those little moments. And then he said, they're in the hotel or something, and he's like, so what do you like? Like, what do you like? learn? Like, he's learning about his son for the yeah. first time after he goes. It's just so interesting to me, and I think this is something that comes a lot in just modern family relationships as and kids and their parents. They'll, and especially, sorry, specifically Tom Hanks' character, works so hard doesn't ever seem to act like he cares about the kids. Yeah. Even looks like he prefers the younger son to Michael anyway, which is later he's confronted about. Um, Interesting, like, parallel to his own uh, dad. Um, But it's like he does all this work and he protects Michael and he chases he he takes him out and goes on the run with him. He'll do everything to protect his son, but he doesn't even know the littlest things about him. Yeah,
1: so he sort of takes him losing everything to take that chance yeah I don't know is that that could be partially taken as a comment on like that part of history I feel like that was like gender roles like dad worked and especially like in this family unquestionably worked like uh, mom seems to know what's up but like just hands off doesn't know anything yeah and so it's just very strange Rel- there's not really a relationship he's dad but yeah sort of absent basically
0: yeah, which he's not mean
1: to them. He's just not there.
0: Well, yeah, and it's not—it's not even that. It, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's like it needs to be this way for the yeah. family to survive. I think the dad could all, could go be part of the mafia, but also come home and like learn about his kid.
1: Yeah, but maybe that's the work has, the work has Made stripped so this can. idea where it's almost easier for him, to not have any emotional connection.
0: Yeah, I'm which sad. is dark.
1: Yeah. But effective, because then it it adds, I think having that relationship makes the movie function a lot higher. Because at at its core, like, this is a pretty standard story. It's a revenge story, but it's so well made and acted, and like, I wouldn't say much of it is surprising, but it's just so well put together that it kind of gets elevated. Like, it's one of those where, like, the production of it elevates the the general gist of it so much that it's sort of, I think, really cool. I really like that idea that here's something that. Someone else takes this and makes the same thing, and it could be a completely, it could be a very bad movie, almost. But instead, it's everyone is all in and firing a, a thousand percent and make something that's better than it should be.
0: Yeah, almost. So, what? How do you think this movie compares to other movies with the same genre?
1: I. It's weird because I.
0: The only other one I can think of off the top of my head is The Departed, but I do not remember what that movie's about.
1: That yeah, from the whole. Uh, I mean, the gangster trope is like really played out. I mean, I still enjoy them, and I think there's some that come out that are still really good. But uh, I mean, it has to, it sort of stands out to me because it's this sort of pulpy throwback to gangster movies. It doesn't take itself super seriously in terms of story. Like, I feel like it knows that you know the story if you've ever seen like a gangster movie because it yeah. kind of fits all of the cliches. But like I was saying, it somehow gets elevated. So I would rank it like medium high in that regard. I yeah. Think I really liked it. Um, yeah. Again, it doesn't do anything crazy structure wise, but it's just mm-hmm. so, and it, it was a little under two hours. And I never felt the length. It seemed like to fly by. Definitely um, not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have any like cool background to say about other, it compared to other gangster things. I think it borrows from them, but also, I don't know. It seems like a director and a, cinematographer and actor she like really wanted to make something special with what they had been given which
0: is yeah cool. the cast is stacked
1: cast is nuts
0: it's pretty impressive and it's just like people i don't know this is definitely not a movie that when i talk like obviously i have friends who listen to the show and love hearing like what movie i'm watching next and when i when i started talking about doing this movie next it's not one of the ones where people are like oh my gosh
1: yeah i think i would add it to the list of this was something I haven't thought about in a long time. And then now I would like, I, this would be a Tom Hanks movie I would recommend where like, if you are playing catch up on Tom Hanks movies, you haven't really gotten around to seeing, I think I would add this to it because he's really good. It's a very different Tom Hanks and it's just a very like, especially from the last 10 movies we've watched with him. This is a really cool break. Yeah. Uh, again, this sort of starting the structure of like him taking really interesting projects.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I liked the character and I liked seeing Tom play a different type of man.
1: Yeah a bad man
0: yeah i do have to be honest i didn't really like the movie yeah i was really bored for most of it um i don't feel like i walked away knowing enough about any of the characters to ever want to watch it again yeah like i kind of feel like i would i would have loved to learn more about the son and what happens to him or more about the dad and i don't know i just it was all so is this our first disagreement i think it is it's kind of interesting that this is the movie yeah. where we disagree. <laughs> but I don't think I would recommend this to people.
1: I can't tell. I think a lot of it is like I'm, I really admire a lot of the technical merits of it. Um, so that could weigh my bias. But I, I think I'm on the other side, I, I thought it was really engaging. And I liked, you don't learn enough about the characters. I do agree with that. But I also feel like a lot of that was sort of structured in this mob way where if we're supposed to be from the son's perspective, then we sort of learn what he learns, which is the bare minimum to know that these people are dangerous or these people are scary or this might be trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, it's a little convenient. Like the scene after Thomas shot and they find the farmhouse, were they, was that related to anyone?
0: No. Okay. That was just no, a drove up
1: that I have no idea how the thirties were. If you I am assuming you could drive out to people's houses and ask for help.
0: Yeah. And the, they all know uh, how, on how to Unquestioning.
1: Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> it's always bullets. like the vet who's, <laughs> yeah. um, and the, then him coming back that's where he ended up at the end was he came back to them to live with him I guess yes but now he's got a dog yeah if that happened to you if you helped this person with shot and they you helped them and then when they left they left you a lot of money and then months later I guess a few weeks later yeah. the the child of them comes back with dog and is like dad's dead can I live with you guys yeah I don't know how I'd react to that
0: yeah I don't know how I'd react either
1: I wonder if he had to threaten them or if it was just...
0: No, I'm sure the kid was fine. You know, it's crazy to me because nowadays you could never just, like, shoot 15 people and then just leave the scene of the crime without, like, trying to cover your tracks. Yeah. Trust me, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would really like to, like, read about sort of the mob in this year. Yeah. This era in the Great Depression and then watch again with, like, a really understanding of, like, how someone would get away with this or how this operated because it seems like... From what we hear from other characters, like this is fully ingrained into the ecosystem of the city. He's Even like you the own this city. Are, like, yeah. dirty.
0: Everyone's like somehow involved. So yeah, you walk across you come across a bunch of bodies like that and you're like, Oh, it was uh, a, a mob thing. Yeah. We'll just dust our
1: hands. it ma- it makes me want to to investigate some like real life mob stuff. Have you ever done any of the mob things? Like, mob tours. I know, like, no. Vegas has, there's some, like, pretty famous sites from Vegas you can do tours on. Chicago had a bunch, obviously.
0: I've never really been interested in that. There's some really, there's,
1: like, there's a movie called American Gangster. Did you ever see that? It's, no. It's Johnny Depp and uh, someone else who I forgot.
0: It's different than American X. Yes. Probably. Um. <laughs> they're different movies. Wait, was it called American Gangster? No, I'm pretty sure.
1: I think so. It was, oh no, no, no. American Gangsters with Denzel Washington. I'm thinking Public Enemies.
0: Public Enemies. With Johnny
1: Depp. And it's like a 1930s gangster movie, but it's all shot with like handheld digital cameras and it looks really weird. Really? So sometimes I'm like completely out of, I don't want, like sometimes movies in this, like this chunk of history do not interest me. So I was surprised that this one pulled me in like it did. Interesting. Like did you see Gangster Squad from a few years ago with Josh Berlin? It was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't recommend that.
0: Well, it just seems like nobody gets into the mafia or the mob, or I mean, I'm sure that using them interchangeably is not correct. But anybody who gets involved in that never does it because they want to. Yeah, everyone's forced into it. Wouldn't so be a very interesting story. Stop.
1: I mean, you get stuff like The Godfather that are classics. And I've like, never seen The Godfather. It's a good. It's a. I mean, those are those are time investments, but they're they sort of it's one of those things that kind of defines everything else. Like it uses tropes, but then sort of defined the gangster movie. Okay. That it's hard to watch it if you've watched other stuff and come back and be like, now I have to watch this knowing that this invented so many tropes. Okay. Which I think is really interesting.
0: You know, my knowledge of The Godfather is limited to the conversations they have about it in uh, You've Got Mail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or like take to the mattresses or like that stuff. That's all I know.
1: It's one of those... I really like to watch movies that are like really ingrained in pop culture like that with people who have never seen them because there's sort of this light bulb that clicks where every joke that they've heard for years that they never associated back with it yeah. like comes in. They're like, oh. And then you just sort of think about all the jokes that have been made about that and you're like, I thought those people were clever.
0: Interesting. They
1: just stole it.
0: There's like four of them, huh? Three. Okay. I First two,
1: yeah. I mean, they're, It's one of those where I don't know how to rate them how I would rate them because they're just part of their film history and kind of insane the one, if you can see it in a the theater okay Is if we screen it at Secret Movie Club yeah. uh,
0: the, a midnight it's like they push like three hours so that might be rough oh but, boy well um, I will be working the night shift for the next couple of weeks oh yeah. so my body will be used to it you
1: could do some midnights Uh
0: yeah well yeah overall rating of the movie
1: I would probably say three and a half or four out of five
0: okay I would too, but that's, my three and a half is a lot different than your three Yeah, and half. you
1: mostly do five, so anything not a five <laughs> yeah. is like a, whoa.
0: I mean, it was fun to watch. I mean, maybe two if I'm being like, really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that I am like dying to watch again. I don't yeah. feel like a changed woman.
1: It's fair. I don't know. It's no.
0: sleepless in Seattle.
1: I agree with you there. <laughs> it's sort of a thing, I think it, it's interesting in that it tries to be more than just a gangster yeah. Whether it succeeds, because I think it didn't for you in terms of being like a character thing. Yeah. But I like that it's sort of about violence and rather than just giving in to violence.
0: Yeah. It was really and pretty. Definitely noticed that.
1: Fathers and Sons.
0: Yeah. What was the other one we watched that was about Fathers and Sons?
1: Um,
0: so many, huh?
1: So many now. F- fathers Radio and Fire. Sons. I, maybe. That's one I would kind of have struck in from my memory because tom's it in it is for not two a Tom seconds Hanks
0: movie. yeah i
1: think I, that was about fathers and sons <laughs>
0: i feel like there must there was one movie where i know i like specifically asked you about like your feelings about these kind of movies
1: oh i have a really good relationship with my dad so when i see father son movies i'm just happy yeah like i'm like that's a good good dad
0: nothing in common
1: oh was that father and son aren't they or is it father figure i don't remember who knows I've seen too many
0: things since. This is the 30th episode of this podcast. Yeah.
1: That's pretty nuts.
0: It is pretty nuts. Well, I guess that sums up our discussion about Road to Perdition, huh? Yeah, pretty clean and quick. Yeah. It's this... a straightforward movie. Yeah. So now our next segment is one that I normally do a big, loud drum roll for. But as we mentioned, the angel is sleeping.
1: Let me see if I can catch... Hold on, put the mic part. I was trying to catch her snoring, but...
0: She's so sweet. She's laying on her back, fully tummy exposed. That means she's safe around you.
1: She's chill. She's chilling out hardcore.
0: I love her. Um, so our next segment is Talking Tom. That's the name of our show. <laughs> Never mind. Talk Tom to us. Hank's happening. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're good. We're, we're doing happening? okay. It's the weather.
0: The sunset. Yeah, it's dark now. Things get hard for me after the nightfall. Um, Yeah, so not really much going on in Hank's news. We've had a lot the last couple of Mm -hmm. weeks. Um, So I guess today's highlight will just be that Tom is back on Instagram. Seems like he wasn't posting as much. The specific kind of content that we all love, where he finds like a missing glove on the street and he posts about it.
1: I wish you'd follow up if people reached out and were like, I found, thank you, that was mine.
0: My dirty glove.
1: But you know people probably like grab it and they're like, Tom Hank's yeah grammed this. we should and, uh, look I
0: wonder if people sell those oh. that's gross I'd probably buy it though yeah <laughs> I could see you buying that um will you please grow a mustache like this movie yeah
1: down? sure
0: okay cool uh, if you'll
1: if you'll get the haircut he has in Da Vinci could
0: yes basically that's the compromise yeah that seems reasonable yeah. we'll have some really good Halloween costumes <laughs>
1: this yeah. year people really like niche
0: yeah Where are you guys
1: well, I'm Tom Hanks with the mustache I'm is Tom da Vinci Hanks, Hanks with the da Vinci Tom Tom hair.
0: Hanks. I'm Robert Langford. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other Tom Hanks movies, what is the next movie?
1: The next movie is a little Steven Spielberg ditty called Catch Me If You Can.
0: Holy crap! I love that movie. Yeah, I don't want to hype Spoiler it up, alert. but I love that movie. <laughs> cool. i I think I'm that excited. is like
1: one of Spielberg's unsung masterpieces, and I'm excited to watch it.
0: Well, yeah, I'm excited for Kevin to watch.
1: Kevin's gonna love it. The new I mascot.
0: You should have named her Tom. That's what I'm probably going to name oh, my dog if I ever I get one. That would
1: be really cute. Little Tom. Has Tom ever been named Kevin in a movie? We could pretend it's named after that.
0: I'll have to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, great episode, I think.
1: We did it short. We've had some really long episodes lately, so this is a nice, like, yeah. catch up, go listen to your other favorite podcast, and uh, you know what? You got a little extra time? Leave us a freaking review.
0: On iTunes. Yeah, where
1: can they find us?
0: Uh, we've got a website, TalkingTom.com. Uh, that's talking without the G. we got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, also SoundCloud, uh, and our username on there is...
1: Podhanks TomCast. Yeah. That has all the letters in it.
0: Yeah. Nothing's changed. No. still the same way to find us. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're keeping up with the movies. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, sometimes we read that stuff on the episodes. Yeah. And yeah, 2019's off to a great start.
1: It is a smooth start. Yeah. Our first sort of semi-disagreement. Yeah. I'm still hoping we hit one that's just like, I hate this. And you're like, I love it.
0: Oh, I'm sure we will.
1: It's, it's got to be coming. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Cool. Well, I guess that's it for us. My name is Josie.
1: I'm Daniel. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.